What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Uh, before we get going today, special thanks to Better Edge. Before you fast forward, before you get going for the show today, listen, because I can promise you will start making more money today if you bet online at betteredge.com. Here's how. Better Edge is not a typical sports book. As a matter of fact, it's not a sports book at all. It acts as a trading base where you can exchange one end of a bet for the other end of a bet with someone else out there. So there is no house tax. There is no household. You're betting VIG free. So right now, if you look at, we're going to talk today on the show about the Warriors and the uh, Magic tonight. Golden State's currently minus eight at home against uh, the Orlando Magic. Obviously, typically in a normal book, that's going to be minus eight, minus 110, and the Orlando Magic are plus eight at minus 110. You have to pay 11 to win 10 for every bet. At betteredge.com, you're betting VIG free. So you're betting either 10 to win 10. And, and if, what, if, if one side of the bet is minus 110, then the other side of the bet is plus 110. So if on Better Edge, which I'm not sure what it is right now, I think it's around even money, but if Golden State were minus eight, minus 110, you could get Orlando for plus eight, plus 110. So you're betting VIG free. And technically, if you bet VIG free over the long run, you're expected to lose nothing. So go to betteredge.com and use promo code SHARP. That's going to get you 10 free dollars in your account. And that's SHARP with a P, S-H-A-R-P. Uh, put in promo code SHARP, 10 free bucks. So see how you like it. Make a buy or two. See how you enjoy the process. And I promise you will like it so much more. Betting VIG free online at betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Promo code SHARP. And the other thing about Better Edge is there's a social component. So you can follow your friends. You could post pics. You can have private tournaments. You can do head-to-head matches. It's really unique, really cool. I think it's the future of sports betting in the United States. Online, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SHARP. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. Today is Thursday the 11th. Hope you guys are getting through the week, getting ready for Friday. On today's show, it is NBA Thursday. So we're going to uh, talk about a couple articles that I found. One good article, one bad article. We'll see the differences, what to uh, pay attention to in the NBA, and what to avoid. Because... There's a lot of good stuff out there. You know, you just got to know where to find it. And there's a lot. There's way more bad information out there about betting sports, betting the NBA, and things like that. And honestly, on today's uh, on today's podcast, I thought it was a good opportunity to go through and just, you know, what we'll do is take a snapshot of where things are right now, just kind of get an overview. But we'll focus on these two articles, as I said, one good, one bad. And it's a good uh, lesson learner because... There's so, like I said, there's so much info out there. You can find so many articles, especially for the NBA. It's harder to find them for other sports like tennis and soccer. The NBA has a lot of content. So you've got to be careful where you're getting your content. If you're handicapping games, if you're looking for information, just be aware of the websites you're looking at, the the people who are writing these articles. And I understand. I get it. The reason you know, why this show has kind of turned into it's more for the average sports better from a professional's point of view. It's because most people listening are pros. 99% of people listening are at work today. They don't have time to spend two hours handicapping the magic in the Golden State Warriors tonight. So it's easy to either listen to a podcast, listen to a radio show, or go online, find an article, find someone who's written an article handicapping tonight's game. It makes it easier. The only issue 
is, as I said, you've got to be careful where you get this info from. As an example, and this is a different sport, we're going to the uh, college basketball, but I found this this morning. I was looking at a couple things for the uh, East Carolina Temple game, which takes place today. Like I think it's actually going on right now as we're recording. But I was just looking for a couple things here or there, and up popped an article on winnersandwiners.com. And I decided to pull it up because of today's show. You know, I said, okay, I'm talking about articles today on the NBA podcast. Let's see what this handicapping is like on Winners and Winners. And again, it's for the ECU uh, Temple game today. But it was it, it, it's probably one of the most incomplete elementary breakdowns of a game I've ever seen in my life. If I gave this to my friend who knows nothing about college basketball, but I said, hey, make me a good article handicapping these teams, he would have written something very similar. You know, it, it's it's generic information. It's not anything you can't find anywhere else. As a matter of fact, it's a bad take on some of the information. And, you know, you scroll down and I don't want to be... I don't want to be too hard on anyone just because they're age, but it looks like, you know, to no surprise, it was written by some kid. He looks like he's 17 years old. <laughs> Blake Von Hagen. I'm sorry, Blake. I'm not trying to shit on you, but whoever's okaying these articles to go on winnersandwiners.com, maybe it's his fault. Maybe it's the guy who's screening the articles. My point is, though, if you're going to winnersandwiners.com and you're walking away betting based on the information they're giving you, I feel bad. You know, I want my audience to be smart. It's not my job to make everyone a pro better. It's my job to make sure everyone just knows the basics so they know what they're doing and they're spending their money wisely. And I'm telling you, if you're going to websites like this, you're going to be whining a lot more than, than you're winning. And, and <laughs> you know, part of the, the end of the article, they give trends, right? These trends, uh, you guys know what I think about trend betting. Here's the temple trend. If you're thinking about betting on temple and you went to winnersandwiners.com, if this doesn't put you over the edge, I don't know what will. All right, now get ready. Drum roll, please. Temple is 7-1 against the spread in their last eight games on Thursday. Boom, mic drop right there. That's an auto bet. Oh, my God. There is so much bad information out there. Be careful. Be aware of where you're getting your info from. All right, now let's move on to the NBA. I promise this wasn't all trying to trying to, you know, bring down winners and whiners or anything like that. I have nothing against any individual website. What I have a problem with is bad information when you're when you're when you're suggesting people spend their hard-earned money by betting on a team that's 7 and 1 the last 8 games on Thursday. There's a problem there. And if that problem isn't identified on shows like this or other shows with people who actually understand what the fuck they're talking about, no one out there is going to learn. No one out there is going to get any better. The book, I would have, it's so funny. If I didn't know any better, I would think that, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings and better, I would think they're funding these things because they're just making people lose money at these sports books. There's no one happier. Then the, then the sportsbook manager at DraftKings reading articles or reading handicapping articles like I just did on Winners and Winers. When they read things like that, they think, oh boy, I hope this gets out there today. Let's make some money. So anyway, moving on to the NBA. Uh, Orlando Magic at Golden State Warriors tonight. There was an interesting article 
um, on numberfire.com. And I am going to give you some good stuff today. It's not all bad, not all negative. We have a good article to talk about too. I'm going to save that though. This article on numberfire.com, it talks about the percent of money bet on the Magic versus the Warriors tonight, where the public is, and why that should affect your betting. Now, we've talked about this before. This is an interesting topic because it gets thrown out there a lot. Public money, the public money. Where's the public at? Where are the squares at, right? If The idea is, I guess, it goes something like this. If you know where the square money is and you put your money against that, you have a better chance to win. I think that's what these websites like Number Fire or the average sports better believe, okay? But that's actually not true because if you know anything about how lines are made from the starting line to tip-off and the progress that, or, or in the journey that that line goes through and how it's changed, why books change lines, when books change lines, then you understand public money has little to do with where the line's at or where the money should be or where your money should be. All right, so let's let's just go to the opening line of this Magic Warriors game and use this game as, as an example. Golden State Warriors opened up minus 5.5 against Orlando, okay? Minus 5.5, Golden State opening line. A whole bunch of sharp money came in on Golden State. Whole bunch of sharp money. And it's not just the amount of money, by the way. That's not purely why books move lines. It's the people who are betting. They can get a $100 better in there, but if he's really, really profitable, they're going to take notice of those bets. And also, before we move on, let's remember the distinction between market-making books and retail books. Market-making books create the lines. They come out with the lines. They, o- they offer world-opening lines. Not all books do that. Most sports books wait until the lines sharpen out and then take the adjusted line. So, for this example, I bet three or four, maybe five sports books in the entire world came out with Warriors minus five and a half. Okay? Then the pros who bet on those sites hammered the Warriors, hammered the Warriors, hammered the Warriors all the way up to eight. They liked them at five and a half. They liked them at six. They liked them at six and a half. They liked them at uh, uh, seven. They bought them at seven and a half. Once that number got to eight, All of the professionals betting on the market-making books said, no, value's gone. We saw value all the way up until seven and a half, but now that it's eight, we're done buying. So it's at this very point that all of the other books in the world then post their opening number. So if you bet with FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM, William Hill, PointsBet, FoxBet, whatever it is, you got the opening line of eight. So all of these books opened up Warriors minus eight, Magic plus eight, when really in reality, you could have gotten them minus five and a half at the world openers at a few sports books. So here's the problem with this whole public money thing. The pros got the Warriors at five and a half, six, six and a half, seven, seven and a half. Now the number's at eight. And there's a lot of public who are buying the Warriors minus eight. The only problem with this And the whole fade the public narrative is if you now want to take the magic plus eight, you're essentially saying, okay, I know the professionals who do this for a living bet the Warriors all the way up to seven and a half, and I'm going to take the one number they didn't see any value in. Folks, if there was value in the magic plus eight, 
there would be just as many professionals taking that eight and bringing this number back down to seven and a half than seven. The fact is, no one who knows what they're doing, no one who does this professionally, sees Magic plus eight and think that's a good bet because there's no value left. By definition, Warriors minus eight, Magic plus eight, that's probably a fair line. That's an even line. And if lines are fair and even, we can't make money. We can only make money betting into lines that are incorrect. So when you read an article on Numberfire that says, the public is hammering Golden State in this game. Roughly 90% of the bets and money are on Golden State tonight. There's a huge deviation on the under, blah, 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 blah. And they talk about how the public, public, public is on Golden State minus the eight. Like I just said, that doesn't matter where the public is because the pros were on Golden State minus five and a half. So just because the public's now on, on Golden State minus eight doesn't mean the magic plus eight's any more appetizing. I promise you. If you, all, if you make a habit of fading the steam and fading the pro moves, and every time the pros move a line, you then take the other side of it and try and get the underdog or whatever the other side is, you're going to lose a lot of money quickly. If you make a habit of fading where the pros are, that's not a good way to bet. And if you make a habit of betting the Warriors minus eight, two and a half points worse than you could have gotten, that's not good either. So you may say, well, Tyler, then what's the bet for this game, for the Magic Warriors? If, if there's no value in the Magic and there's no value in the Warriors, what's the play here? There is no play. My point here is you don't have to bet on every single game. We have a huge advantage as sports bettors because we can pass. The sports books have to come up with a line for every single game. We can pass. We can say, yeah, no value. Pass. And that's what we should do here. So this was a great example that, first of all, two things. Again, I'm reinforcing, be careful where you get info from because there's a lot of info that looks good, but if you don't really know what you're talking about, it can be bad information dressed up as good math and good info when it's really not. So that's the first thing is just your sources. And the second is the concept of public money. And if you hear it on ESPN or Fox or whatever, the public's all over the Vikings today, that doesn't mean anything because the line's already been moved and sharpened out. So it's really usually, by time things get to ESPN, it's, it's irrelevant where the public is because the line's already been adjusted. So a couple concepts there. And uh, let's move on to some positive stuff, right? We've talked about a couple bad articles, where to be, be careful where you get your info from, all that stuff. I found a good article on covers.com. I think covers.com does a great job. This article by, let's see, Andrew uh, Cauley, Andrew Cayley, C-A-L-E-Y. Uh, good article here. Good information. Again, if you guys are looking for good info, I recommend covers.com. They do a nice job. And what they have in covers is the NBA's early season betting tips that you missed while watching the NFL. So it's kind of cool. It just goes through a couple of things that big NFL watchers or bettors missed in the early season in the NBA. And we'll go through them right now. I agree with the first one. The Jazz are the best team right now against the spread and maybe the best team in the NBA. You know, the Jazz have the market was slow to catch up on Utah this year. They're 17, excuse me, they're 18 and seven against the spread which includes a 15-2 mark over the last 17 games. The Jazz are cashing 72% of the time, and right now they're the most profitable team in the NBA. The next most profitable team, again, the Jazz are cashing 72% of the time. The next best team is the Phoenix Suns at 61%. So it's unreal how good Utah has been early. You're making money betting them, and they've been good. Now, 
something this article doesn't necessarily talk about, but we should, is that, actually, does it mention it here? It says, actually, in this article, sports books and NBA fans alike probably aren't giving Utah the respect they deserve, so you may have a few more weeks to make some sweet music. Okay, so it actually does a nice job of saying this article believes the market still is going to be slow to catch up to Utah. That's where I actually disagree with this one piece. And by the way, just because I disagree with a sliver of the article doesn't mean it's poorly written or a bad article. This is good to agree, disagree. That's being a good consumer in my opinion, right? But just because it's one little thing doesn't mean this is suddenly a bad article. I do disagree though. My opinion is the market will be a lot faster to catch up on the Utah Jazz. Our our window may be closed. You know, this article says maybe a couple more weeks to bet them. I think the window may be closed on Utah. It, it, it The book's out. People understand how good the Jazz are. If you, however, get the Utah Jazz playing a game against... I don't know, maybe Boston or LA or even like the Heat, uh, you know, teams who usually get more money, you know, perennially get more more action, then you may get a half point to a point of value. But right now, if you're blindly betting Utah, may have uh, closed the window on their value. The next bullet point in this article says, James Harden has the Nets thinking defense is overrated. How clear is this? Anyone watching the the Nets, anyone watching basketball knows how bad that defense has been since James Harden got there. But look, James Harden, his defense is, he's going to score 30. He's going to let you score 25. You know, so that's, that's a James Harden defense. I call it Carmelo Anthony defense too. This team needs to get rid of Kyrie Irving. This is my take. This is my opinion. Kyrie needs to go. And I understand when you say that to some fans, people go, what are you talking about? They, they, they just spent all this money, got him there. Why would they get rid of him? It's because they got James Harden. When they brought in Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they didn't know they'd get James Harden. And now that they have James Harden, someone who wants to handle the ball, needs to handle the ball, great outside shooting, they need more defending. And if they get rid of Kyrie today, they can get a couple first or a couple great, great pieces who play defense, some wing shooters. So I think that uh, the Nets do need to get rid of Kyrie. But uh, I agree with this uh, article. Yeah, James Harden has them thinking defense doesn't really matter. And the last thing here, the Atlanta Hawks are flying under the radar. Uh, 17, excuse me, at uh, 7 and 16 in terms of the over-under, the Atlanta Hawks are the best under bet in the NBA. So we all think of Trey Young and shooting and, and the three-pointers and now Clint Capella over there in Atlanta. But really, this is a defensive team. You know, we all think of Atlanta as high-volume shooting, efficient shooting, and things like that. They're winning with defense this year. And teams like that, who do win with defense and also have the offense they can rely on, you know, the, the, those are teams that I actually you know, like to pay attention to. And I think they ended last season 28th defensively, so that's a huge improvement. So the Atlanta Hawks are surprising a lot of people, and their young staff... They're young players. You know, they're developing at the right time. Watch out for Atlanta. It's going to come down to Atlanta and Miami in that division. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I gave out Miami as a pick in the futures market at like plus 150, I think. Uh, but Atlanta, I mean, it's it's going to come down to those two. And the uh, I think it's the Southeast, I believe so. So, all right, that does it for today's NBA podcast. Uh, remember to give us a follow on Twitter at SharpAnglePod. And uh, good luck, whatever you guys have going on today, tonight. Hope you cash. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.